welcome to the Beautiful Life Podcast. This message is by Nigel Desmond. Now, so the Lord just began speaking to me uh, this week, well, actually now, um, this, this afternoon uh, for this group about rest in time of war. And um, I think it's kind of evident that we have moved, um, the church globally is moving into a time of war. And um, it's, you know, war, no one likes war. You know, war isn't meant to be something that's, uh, that's pleasant. And I, I've got to admit, um, it's interesting. We pray for things in the kingdom like, Lord, we pray for inheritance. We pray for breakthrough. We pray for um, increase. We pray for harvest. But if you want to flip those prayers on their head, what you don't realize is if you are praying for those things, you are actually praying for battle. Because the, uh, my, one of my old pastors used to say, the kingdom of God advances on the principle of conflict. Um, the enemy resists um, where the enemy resists what God is wanting uh, to give us. And that's, that's a spiritual principle. And, uh, but the interesting thing is, I think often God actually goads the enemy into battle so that we can whoop him, so that we can give a, uh, and give him um, a bloody nose. But in the last couple of months, I don't know if any of you um, can testify to this too, but many spiritual leaders around the world have been speaking about the fact that they have, in the last couple of years, um, the last season, are experiencing a majorly increased level of warfare. Uh, in fact, not so long ago, I heard uh, Bill Johnson say, that this is the most intense season of warfare that he's felt in 40 years of ministry. Which, uh, which is kind of encouraging if you yourself feel like you go, it's oddly yeah. encouraging. It is oddly encouraging. Yourself. But it's also quite daunting when I listen to some of the stories of their early days um, in birthing the, the move of the spirit um, in Weaverville and, at, uh, and in Reading when you hear of some of the warfare they went through back then. And if it's higher now, you realize, okay, something's re uh, really happening. And I must say that for Debbie and I, um, we've had periodic seasons of, uh, of warfare um, in our ministry. And we're again in um, a really intense um, season of warfare. Then uh, you guys will know about that. You know, we still continue to have um, nights that are extremely challenging. And there was one night this week, actually, where um, Debbie slept 40 minutes, you know, a total of 40 minutes. I got two hours sleep uh, uh, that night. And it was just super, super intense. And But I want to say that I, and I'm, I'm growing more and more encouraged in this warfare because I believe that we are in a spiritual battle because... God is releasing a spiritual upgrade. And so I want to just speak that over every one of you, that if you were experiencing a great battle right now, I just speak over, uh, over you that you are in a battle in order to get an upgrade. You're going to get an upgrade in authority, an upgrade in power, and you're going to get the breakthroughs that God 
is, has been speaking to you about. Um, I, I said it on a previous call, I spoke about this, that um, one of the things in the previous season, towards the end of previous season, um, we were all just declaring about the billion soul harvest that God is releasing on earth. And I still, I'm still fully convinced that that is what God, uh, God's about to do. And that we are about to see that billion soul harvest being released in, uh, uh, in the earth. But the, the thing is, I didn't realize at the time that the billion soul harvest, of course, meant that we were moving into fresh territory in the kingdom um, and that that would re uh, release uh, warfare. So turn with me in your Bible to Luke chapter four. And I want to show you some, some principles that I believe the Lord is highlighting for us. Um, uh, Luke chapter four. Um, and this is the verse one. And this is the story of the temptation of Jesus. I'm not going to read um, the whole passage. I'm just going to read a, a scripture at the beginning and a scripture uh, at, the, uh, at the end. And then um, I you know, encourage you to go and read the full, the full thing. I, most of you guys, well, all of you guys, I know, know your Bibles. You've read this story a hundred times, but I just want to highlight uh, some things. So it starts off with this um, scripture. It says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led around by the Spirit in the wilderness. For 40 days being tempted by the devil. Um, and then it ends, this or that story ends with this uh, scripture, verse 14, and says, And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news uh, uh, about him spread through all the surrounding district. So we have this amazing scripture where the Bible says that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tested by the devil. And, and I always thought, I hot, nasty place where I'm going to face a massive spiritual conflict. And that's literally what happened was that Jesus went into a cataclysmic conflict with the powers of darkness in, uh, in the desert. So if you put this into your con uh, context, put this into your life context, it's a dry place. You are hungry. Uh, physically, you're probably very hungry spirit, uh, spiritually too. You are uncomfortable. This is not somewhere where you want to be. You would rather not be in the desert. For, for some of us, that, that, can, uh, you know, that, that explains like spiritual conditions, physical uh, conditions, you're going through a difficult time. But then on top of all the natural things, is comes the spiritual conflict with uh, with the devil, and Jesus goes into this conflict, and it's for forty days. It lasts, and maybe forty days doesn't sound that long. You know, maybe some of you are thinking, like you know, forty days. My, my spiritual battle has been going on for years, but this is this is 40, uh, 40 days. Fasting is the equivalent <laughs> of like two years not fasting. I don't know about you. <laughs> I decide to fast and by lunchtime, it feels like I've been doing it for 30, you know, 30 years, me, me and fasting. And, and this was, this was like, he was just going the whole thing. So, the, but then of course he's facing not just demons, 
He's facing the devil himself. Satan himself has come to resist Jesus. But after this conflict, after this moment in the desert, the scripture says Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the spirit. I believe that God is right now wanting to release his bride that Jesus knowing uh, has uh, is leading the church to a place where we are in a, in a kind of desert. He's stripping away all the things that we've taken uh, comfort in. He's stripping away all the things that are extra, uh, extraneous to our faith. He's stripping, uh, stripping it away. And he's uh, bringing us to this place. He's saying, okay, now we're going, I'm going to show you the, the authority you walk in. You're going to see your true identity. You're going to see who you are. And he's leading us into this place of conflict with the enemy because he wants to release a global upgrade in authority and power to his bride, the, uh, the bride of Christ. Mm. So, so and the interesting thing is, as you look at this conflict that Jesus, <laughs> that, uh, Jesus uh, has with the enemy, it was all about identity. And the number one topic that is across the social media spectrum in the political arena, the thing that's defining the Western world, I think, particularly at this time is identity. Identity is the biggest topic that's being fought over that is producing conflict across the world in identity politics, in, you know, uh, people are fighting for their identity. Trying to, they're trying to establish their identity. They are inventing new identities um, and, try, and trying to find identity. But I think in this time, the church is also struggling through to find her identity um, in Christ. So Satan comes along and he, and he tempts Jesus with this word, if you are, if you truly are the son of God, then... And he tests him to, and he tempts him to try and establish his identity, either in his performance or in his protection. And, um, and so he's, he's, he's hammering uh, away uh, at Jesus. And, and, you know, I've seen, you know, various Jesus movies where, um, you know, the, the, the devil comes and it's just a one-time thing. I, I doubt that that temptation to, to uh, for example, to turn stones into bread. I doubt that lasted just a moment. I think that when that in all likelihood, the hunger was burning in Jesus' days. And the, the enemy was just spiritually pushing on him, saying, Go on, try and prove your identity. Go on, go on. And he's pushing and he's pushing and he's pushing. And Jesus is resisting and resisting and resisting. And he's speaking the word into, uh, into, uh, into that, uh, that temptation. For many of us, it's like that. For many of us, it's like that. And there's that constant uh, thing. Listen, you need to prove how important you are to God. Prove how important you are to God. How do you know that you're important to God? And Jesus keeps on coming back to this one thing. It is written. It is written. And he comes back to, uh, to the word of God. How does he know that he's the, the son of God? Because he's just heard. At his baptism, the voice of the father declare over him, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And you know what? I feel like for each one of us today, and I just want to speak this, uh, speak this over you, um, 
I want to encourage you. This is really a season to go back to those words that God has given you, those prophetic words, when you've heard them clearly in the past and hold on to them. And do not allow the enemy to rob you of the prophetic words of identity and the prophetic words of promise that God has spoken of you. Because, you know, it's, it's joyful getting those words in the meeting, you know? It's like, wow, I've got this amazing prophetic word and da-da-da-da, and you get it. But actually, when that word is needed, is not in the meeting with all the Christians around you in the worship. It's actually when you're out there in the desert and the only company you've got is the devil. <laughs> the only person to talk to is the devil. And he's saying, oh, you need to prove this. You need to prove this. Well, it feels like the only company you've got is, uh, is the devil. Man, bad company. So he pushes Jesus on performance. He pushes Jesus on protection. And then finally, he just comes flat out and, uh, and uh, tempts him with idolatry. He says, listen, I will give you all this in these kingdoms if you will just bow your knee and worship me. And I think, I think for everyone who's serving the Lord, there comes a point where the enemy wants to get you to trade um, just, just that sense of rest in the Lord, trusting in the Lord and in his love for you for a sense of significance. Um, like, uh, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you, you know, just use a different system, betray your, your, your values and get your significance um, out of the size of your ministry or the size of your business or the size of your bank account, um, bank account. So that's the season we're, uh, we're in, where the enemy is wanting to redefine our identity. So how do we stay strong? So this was the scripture that God first gave me as I prayed into this. It's in Isaiah, and it's one of my favorite scriptures. So you guys have heard me share from this passage probably a couple of times now. Isaiah 30 verse 14 says this, sorry, verse 15 says this, for thus, the, for thus the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel has said, oh, in, in, in repentance and rest, you will be saved. In quietness and trust is your strength, but you were not willing. You said, and you said, no, for we will flee on horses. Therefore, you shall flee, and we will ride on swift horses. Therefore, those who pursue you shall be swift. One thousand will flee at the threat of one man, and you will flee at the threat of five until you are left as a flag on a mountaintop and as a signal on a hill. So the picture here is of an enemy advancing against Israel. The enemy is coming, and it's a, it's, a, it's a mighty army. And the Lord says to them, listen, warfare is coming. And this is your strategy. This is how you're going to overcome. In repentance and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and trust is your strength. So God tells us, listen, the way you're going to overcome in this warfare is by 
repentance, rest, quietness, and trust. But the people reply to the Lord and they say, no, we can't do that. We're going to revert to the arm of the flesh. We're going to get fast horses to deliver us from this, uh, uh, these attacks of, uh, of the enemy. And the, you, you, can see, uh, you can see the result. And I just had this strong word in my spirit that the Lord's calling us to, to a place of rest. And what rest looks like in warfare is going back to your foundations. You know, it's not, it's not that rest. It's not a, a passive rest, but it's an active pulling back into that place of belief. It's an active place of saying, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actively put my confidence in the Lord. And, you know, I, um, I've been actually sharing, uh, Debs and I have been talking about this because of the season of warfare that we're going with. You can't, you can't make warfare go away often, you know? And, and sometimes rest um, in a season of, uh, of warfare does not feel restful because you're in warfare. But what it does look like, it's putting your confidence entirely in God and saying, you know what? I'm not, I know that I haven't got the strength in myself to overcome this. And I'm not looking for to conjure up strength within me, but I'm going to look to the Lord and his, um, his ability to deliver me uh, in this season. And my, my strong sense is, is that for each one of us, um, for each one of us, in, in fact, for the body of Christ, God is calling us to go back to our fundamentals of believing in God, believing in his goodness, believing that he's got a plan, believing the prophetic words that, uh, that he's got and resting there. It's like that there was a, there was a old hymn that we used to sing when I was at school. Um, rock of ages. I don't know if any of you have, I mean, maybe the rock of ages cleft for me, I will hide myself in thee. And uh, it was a, a very, very old, uh, I think it was Anglican church hymn. And I, well, that's my picture of rest in this time of warfare, that God is literally calling us to pull back into Christ. And to put all our confidence in what he has already done for us and who he is and in his personality and his kindness. And that's what's, that's the thing that's going to get us through that. That's the thing that's going to give us breakthrough because if we don't do that, if we think that, you know what, it's all about how we perform in this season. I, I think the enemy is going to have a field day, uh, field day with us. But Christ and, and his work in us and for us and through us, I believe it is 100% sufficient to get us all through this season. And when we get through this season, this is the encouraging thing. Um, I really believe we're going to start seeing signs, wonders, miracles beyond anything we've imagined. In fact, even, even in, our, in our life, we have had this uptick in warfare that's been happening. But, and we've also had this crazy uptick 
of thing of good things happening, of miracles. I mean, we had, like I shared last week, we had gold dust manifesting in restaurants. Um, we uh, we saw uh, uh, we went out to coffee a couple of days after that, and we saw a lady whose whose uh, shoulder had pain in her shoulder, couldn't lift heavy objects. Um, God gave me a word of uh, knowledge in a restaurant. She got uh, got healed. We launched a church in our backyard. All kinds of uh, exciting things ha uh, happening. So, yeah, I just wanted to declare that over us and encourage you in that. Yeah. So something God showed me, I think, uh, I think it was last week, because um, I was praying into just warfare and all of this stuff. And the Lord reminded me of this lesson I'd learned last year in lockdown where I'd been struggling a little bit because I'm used to being very busy and like on with the next thing and having a lot to do and like working really pretty hard and um like I was all all guns blazing ready to go in my rhythm and then all of a sudden everything shut down and that was frustrating because I was like lord like what what are you doing what is going on this doesn't feel right um I'm supposed to be running and the lord just gave me this um picture I was on a walk and the lord was like Jess you wanting to go over there down the road but look to your side, I'm camped next to the road. I'm resting, I'm waiting here. So where you? Where do you wanna be? Do you wanna run without me or do you wanna wait with me? And, um, and I just got this new interpretation of that scripture that there's those who wait for the Lord. Cause I'd always focused on, you know, they'll run and not grow weary, <laughs> woohoo. <laughs> but the Lord was like, no, it's for those who wait. Like you have to wait before um before you run and you don't want to be waiting in a running season but you also don't want to be running in a waiting season and the lord just showed me like you need to recognize the season that you're in because that's where i am and that's where you're going to be most fulfilled and that's where you're going to find me um so i learned that and i was like okay that's that's cool and then um last week the lord said it reminded me that he said jessica you're in a war season now you're in a warfare season so you have to recognize the season that you're in and adjust yourself accordingly and, and position yourself accordingly. And it looks different to a peacetime season. However, and I said this to my mom, I said, if we're in a war, warfare season and if God is in a warfare season, then that's exactly where I want to be. And I, I changes my whole outlook on it because I'm like, I'm no longer pushing back. Like, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. Like, you'll find me underneath my bed trying to get to some kind of like a peace season. I just want to get away from all of this stuff. But all of a sudden it was like, okay, Lord, you know, if this is where you are, that changes everything. Then I want to be there too. I want to be there. And I realized, okay, if God is in this warfare season, that means the fruit of his spirit is, is there too. That means my peace is going to be found in the warfare season. My joy is going to be found in the battle. You know, my revelation is going to be found in the battle. My uh, everything that I need for this season is going to be found in there. And I'm going to find God in the battle. And that just changes the way I actually look at my battle. And I'm like, okay, well then let me get up. Let's do this thing. Let's fight. I'm ready. God's next to me. I'm called for this. I was born to fight the devil. That's why, that's why I'm here. This is what I'm fully equipped for this. And um, it was this thing of, okay, let's do it. And I'll just position myself accordingly. If we're going to go up nights, I'll make sure that I'm, 
that I'm going to bed a bit earlier so that if I have to wake up and fight, then I'm ready for it. And it, it changes things from this, this um, I suppose I changed my perspective. I was like, I'm not going to be a deserter. I'm going <laughs> to face this thing head on. I'm not going to be running away from this. I'm not going to be trying to change anything. This is where I'm called to be. And if I'm encamped in the hills, then I'm encamped in the hills and I'm ready and then I'm ready to fight this. And it's, it changes to this positive attitude. Um, and yeah, just a lot of like trust. And yeah, just to recognize the season that you're in, position yourself accordingly and realize that God's there with you. Amen. Amen. I love that. We hope you have enjoyed this message from Nigel Desmond. <laughs>